Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger syndrome, also called autism spectrum disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings to one and all, and welcome once again to Aspieland. My name is John Allen, and I'm honored to be your host. If you're new to the podcast, you're especially welcome here. Please know as well that you're in a place of acceptance and understanding, both for you who have Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder and for those of you who do not. This is a podcast made for everyone. For those of us on the spectrum, it's learning to live in a predominantly neurotypical world. And for neurotypicals, it's all about understanding how unique and wonderfully different we are. We can learn so many good things about each other when we take the time to see life through each other's eyes. You know, when I suspected that I had Asperger's syndrome, which is now called Autism Spectrum Disorder, I tried to do a lot of investigating about what exactly being on the spectrum meant. I did this because I wanted to make sure that the things I was experiencing at the time were indeed related to my suspicion that I was on the spectrum. Now, my wife, whom you've heard on these podcasts, made the suggestion to check it out in the first place, and so she did some investigating on her own as well. We quickly discovered how limited the resources were. Things like websites or organizations that might shed some light on our suspicions. We really struggled trying to find answers that made sense. Many of the websites contradicted each other when it came to basic information about what Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder was. Organizations were much the same way. For example, concentrating on infants and toddlers rather than adults. Many websites had hidden agendas such as politics or profit-making. We were also really struck by the abruptness and negative discussion that was being presented especially here in the United States, where the discussion was extremely negative. The entire process was extremely daunting. But finally, we struck upon one or two resources that were not only consistent and caring, but were also pleasant and unbiased in their approach towards Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder. Well, <laughs> as they say, the rest is history. Now, I mention these things because resources are vitally important when it comes to being someone on the spectrum. You really need consistent and reliable information and suggestions that make sense for you while you're on your journey. Something that you can go back to over and over, not having to worry about a change in philosophy or the genuineness of the resources. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at a resource that I found that has all of the great qualities of a really useful and understanding organization. A couple of quick things before we go any further, and I've said these things before, but they bear repeating. I'd like to thank each and every one of you who's a listener to this podcast. It's a great privilege for me to bring you these messages, and I don't say that lightly. I do these podcasts 
so that those of you who have Asperger's syndrome or autism spectrum disorder would gain some confidence and relief for your cares and find hope for your future. Now, for those of you who are neurotypical, I hope my messages are not only informative, which is obvious, but will help you reach out and make great relationships with those of us who have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, and any other neurodiverse condition. Couple of other quick things. Please, if you would, subscribe to the podcast through the aspieland.org website and donate to the podcast if it is at all possible. It's easy. Just go to the website, get to the donate page, and you can go from there. And it doesn't matter how big or how small the donation. It all goes directly into the making of this podcast. Okay, let's introduce this newly discovered and very impressive organization called Milestones Autism Resources. It's located in Northeast Ohio, and yet it serves nationwide in the United States. I found it to be a really great organization. And we have with us someone who works at Milestones. I'm really excited about this. How long have we been talking about doing this, Nathan? We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, for a while. It's been a bit. Yeah, yeah. And we both kind of got excited about doing this. And uh, so let's talk about Milestones. What is this agency doing? Of course. Milestones was actually started about 20-some-odd years ago by two moms who ended up meeting uh, in a therapy clinic trying to find some support and services for their autistic children. And from there, it started with those two moms. Um, but since then, the team has just grown so much to actually even include autistic people like myself on it. But the vision hasn't changed. The vision of Milestones has always been to create a community that supports and accepts autistic people as we are um, and offers the supports that we need so that we can freely be ourselves in our community. I think that that's a different message than some other bigger organizations have maybe had, at least here in the United States, with regards to some of the messaging around autism, where it might focus on autism more as this disease that needs to be cured. So working at autism, uh, uh, working at an autism agency as an autistic person has been a, a really interesting experience because I get to see the types of conversations that are happening and firsthand, the reason why I've continued to work at Milestones is because I know that those conversations happening behind closed doors are within that sort of positive mindset towards focusing on building an, an environment that is focused on the so, on addressing autism through the social model lens of disability. The social model of disability says that it's the environment that we live in that's broken, that can make uh, our lives harder, that it's not us who are broken. It's our environment. It's our, you know, people not understanding who we are. And so Milestones had always taken that perspective into that. Milestones tries to connect with the community uh, and offer information largely through resources. That's kind of in the name. That was one of the big goals starting out early on. Milestones Autism Resources was to try to find options and supports within the community for autistic people and our families. With that, we have like that help desk that we a free help desk where people call in routinely, ask us for information about providers. And we try to connect with other people so that we can learn about the types of services that they have um, and we can try to help, you know, get people connected with what they need. But we also have a professional conference where we try to offer training to professionals so that they be they can be more understanding and knowledgeable about autism. And that also, you know, through a lot of our advocacy in our community, we're routinely training law enforcement officers, uh, medical students, so that they have a better understanding of autism, so that they're not as focused on, you know, maybe some of those stereotyped things that they might get in other aspects of their work. 
so that they're they're learning uh, real information and and the sort of expression that we have is straight from the source, um, directly from autistic people. So whenever we're doing presentations, you know, to, to police officers, to other groups, uh, medical students, there's always uh, actually autistic people involved in leading those discussions. That's that's one of the things that attracted me to milestones was the fact that there are autistics in milestones that they are working within their system. And that's always a good thing. Now, if I'm reading it correctly, Milestones is kind of a conduit for resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are not the source. So we don't do any direct therapies ourselves. We do have a small social group that we run that's really focused on Northeast Ohio. So that one may not be as relevant to some of the, the right. broader national viewers. Oh, yeah. But um, but we have some members who, because we communicate through online channels and stuff as well. And and also, while you mentioned that you have listeners from all over, you know, we do have a website. And while we most of our knowledge and information is Northeast Ohio, some autism information cuts across barriers and cuts across, you know, land divides. So, you know, if you are looking for some sort of support or someone to listen to or talk to, email and phones are a great way to connect. We're always open to trying to have those conversations. So so don't feel discouraged. If we can't help you, we will try to find someone who can. That's always our goal. But we also are working on really, you know, so we don't, we aren't the source. We're sort of this impartial party because we're not a direct service provider. We're not directly competing with any of these therapy agencies or other places. So they trust us more when we can come in and have some of these conversations because they know that we're in it to try to build this better community for everyone. We want them to be successful and we want them to use these best practices and models that are actually supportive of autistic people mm-hmm. because we know that that's not just better for the for, for them as a, as a business, but it's better for the autistic community as a whole. Now, you do resourcing for all ages or just certain age groups or? All ages, all stages. Um, however, I'd like to preface that by saying that because we're not a direct service agency, we can't create any of the resources. And what I've noticed, sadly, is there is a big shortage of once you turn into like adulthood, the resources really start to drop off. In spite of that, we do a lot of conversations with other places. We have a lot of advocacy that we're doing as an agency to try to help encourage other places to grow their services to meet the needs because we know that autism is just not childhood. It's, you know, autistic children become autistic adults and need support and need information and, you know, need encouragement and resources. And that's what we're, you know, we're, we're trying to do as, a, as an agency. I noticed uh, in my communication with some of the folks up up your way, a lot of the folks are just, they're v- extremely willing to talk. Yes. And, and their time is not, you know, start the stopwatch and whoop, uh, you went over two minutes for the phone call, I have to go by. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great attitude that Milestones has. And one of the things that I love so much about the agency is that we are so deeply dedicated to it. We're autistic people. There are parents of autistic people. You know, we are people who are so involved in it and and we want to have these conversations because it's empowering for the community. It's empowering for us to be able to have these. We want to create these connections. We want to keep the conversations going. We know that a great many people are autistic, more people than who are even recognized. And our world doesn't recognize that. 
So we have to keep that conversation going. We have to keep the focus on autism so that the broader neurotypical community understands that we're here, that we're a part of these communities. We have a right to exist and we have a right to be involved and and treated with respect and dignity and and everything that every person should be entitled to. Do, Do neurotypicals call you guys? Neurotypicals call us all the time. So do autistic people. So, you know, we have we have parents, we have professionals, we have people who will reach out to us because they're wanting to put together, you know, some kind of activity in their community and they want guidance on on how can they make a sensory friendly environment for their the, the, the people that they're serving. You know, we have employers who are looking for information on how they can support their autistic employees. You know, we have doctors who are looking for information on who aren't even involved in like direct autism services who are looking on how can we adapt our waiting rooms? How can we do that? Law enforcement officers. We have uh, emergency responders, so many people who are neurotypicals. We also have parents, family members, so many people who are just really trying to get information about autism. And they get curious about it because they hear us having these conversations and they hear other people in the community having conversations. So while our our general office hours do have a limit because, of course, we have to sleep, you know, when it comes to having these kinds of conversations, (laughs) you know, we're always having them. And we're always having, you know, back when we were in the office, we're working remotely now. But back when we were working in the office more so, you know, we would have lots of conversations around the water cooler. It was like autism talk nonstop, and I love it. That's that's remarkable. Now, let me shift a little bit because you got a conference, and you have this conference every year. This is pretty much a worldwide conference. Yeah, so it's it's a national conference. Um, with that, uh, it, with COVID, it shifted to a virtual format. I. I personally don't know what the future of it will look like. A lot of ideas have been discussed, hybrid models, continuing virtual um, in-person components. I don't know what that entire future of it will look like. When it first started, it was in-person. So it was really focused on Northeast Ohio. However, in spite of that, we actually had people fly in from other countries to attend. We had people come in from other states, which is why we called ourselves a national conference, because when we were looking at our registrations and our speakers, they were coming from all over. Over the years, you know, we've also grown the number of autistic speakers that we have at the conference. And so we have a lot of people who are autistic who are coming in from California and Florida, and we have had some remarkable keynotes over the years. But with it being virtual, it is available on demand, at least for a time after the conference. If it continues to be virtual next year, it would be accessible across the globe. Our biggest piece of uh, uh, focus on that is trying to make sure that we're getting information about autism to the full community. Right. Um, And we welcome speakers from everywhere to uh, apply to submit to speak. So um, we open up our call call for registration, usually within the fall of, of the year. Um, like the autumn, and then we'll ask, you know, we'll spread it on social media, we'll post about it on our website, and we are always looking to have, you know, people come and share about their own ideas about autism. So that's ultimately what it is. So if you're even from another country, if it's if it continues to be virtual or even another state, you know, feel free to apply. Yeah, yeah. Now the website. What's the website name? Milestones.org. That has an S at it, so it's M I L E S T O. NES.org. We're always available on there. You know, it's it's a, a pretty simple to navigate website, hopefully. But that has a lot of information about who we are, lots of ways to reach us. That's probably the best. Okay. You know. I don't remember if we have even mentioned the name of the website. And I wanted to make sure everyone gets that name in their head so they can actually contact you if they would like to. 
Okay. I sure appreciate you coming down talking about Milestone. Mm-hmm. It's a really great place. And uh, I, so far, haven't met a person that I have not liked. Everybody I've liked. It's, it's been a really nice experience. And you seem to be doing some really cool stuff. And having autistics do it is not only great for the autistic community, but it's a really great place for neurotypicals to engage with. And it's also a great place for you guys because everybody grows. There's no dead spots anywhere that I can see. So it's really really a good organization. Milestones.org. .org, okay. And the... It's Milestones Autism Resources, right? Yes, Milestones Autism That is the Autism full Resources. name of, of the play. How many people work there? Uh, we have a, about a, a little less than 20 people, I think. You know, we have lots of supporters. We'll have people who will come in and volunteer. But our core staff is is a, less, a little bit less than 20 people. In spite of that, we've done some pretty big things. So wow. um, I'm, always, uh, I'm always impressed by, you know, just the passion and uh, that everyone is putting into the work that we're doing. We have very big goals. And, you know, we just, I think, celebrated our 20th anniversary for our conference. Um, and we're hoping that in the next 20 years, we're going to do so much more. So it really is a small organization with a big heart. Well, thank you so much for coming and letting us know more about Milestones Autism Resources. Thank you so much. I recommend this organization for anyone who is searching out a resource for autism and the autism spectrum. They're on my website, aspieland.org, on the links page. I hope this podcast has helped you on your journey. And let me know how you're doing by email, john at aspieland.org, or aspieland.org at gmail.com. That's aspieland.org at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out the rest of the website while you're there. You can subscribe to the podcast or you can make a donation, which would really help keep things going. Stay safe, my friends. Remember, there are resources out there that you can find that'll work really well for you. And, oh, by the way, I almost forgot. Here's a sneak peek. Next time we meet in Aspie land, we're going to meet some new young adults who are on the spectrum. So you may want to come back just for that. Okay. So, like I said, stay safe in everything you do. We'll meet up next time in Aspie land. Thanks for listening to the Aspie land podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not, because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.